0: Jesus is enough. Welcome to Grace Walk Radio. I'm your host Derek Lewandowski and I'm here with my co-host, Caleb. The Berg Berg. No. <laughs> Howdy? Or something. Well see that was I was shortening your nickname, iceberg into just the Berg. So <laughs> now, if yeah. I if I add your last name after your nickname, it's Caleb the Bergberg. Berg. Caleb
1: the Bergberg.
0: Berg. <laughs> now we can't we can't skip our uh, Jesus is enough in another language. So I got it in Bosnian today. Okay. Okay. So it's dovol. Oh, this is really hard. <laughs> Dovoljno je lesusova. Jesus is enough
1: in Bosnian. All them uh, Rosetta Stone subscriptions you have are starting to pay off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I butchered that, uh, which makes me
0: feel really bad because I actually have uh, friends who were missionaries in in Bosnia, but um, I'm sure they'll rejoice that we're even trying. Uh, But Jesus is enough. He's enough for us, uh, not only in 2019, but he's also enough for us, Caleb, in 2020 with all that's going on. All the struggles, all the pressures, uh, you know, you add to it the, the uh, you know, the war of words, the civil war of ideologies that's in our society and everything that's going on. Uh, Jesus is a rock, uh, a place for us to stand during this time. And uh, in him, we have all things. And in him, we really are fearless when we look to the future. And th- we, sometimes we need to think ourselves to that. You know, um our feelings they are involuntary. sometimes you wake up with a a feeling, and you don 't even know why you feel that way, whether it 's the blues yeah. or worry or depression, you know anxiety um, or sometimes, hey, this is a great day, which I think is the exception for most people. <laughs> I think yeah. most people wake up with negative feelings, but feelings are involuntary. Thinking sometimes is more of a voluntary act, and that's why we need to uh, really practice uh, hearing the gospel and putting gospel thoughts in our heads. And, and so sometimes it really is an exercise to think your way to boldness, to think your way to fearlessness. Um, but as we look at Scripture, um, it really does pull us to awe of God, to yeah. the fear of the Lord, which is the one fear that eats up every other fear, and uh, you know as we 're talking about what we learn in the quarantine, boy i 'll tell you um, this whole idea of fear is got to be near the top of the list. I mean fear of the virus itself, fear of governmental conspiracy, fear of losing our rights, uh, fear of death, uh, fear of isolation. Uh, fear, 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 fear. It, you know, without intervening grace, it is such an instinct of the fallen nature of our souls. We need the gospel to tell us what truth is, to tell us what reality is, to bring us back to uh, who we are and what we have in Christ. And I'll give us our quote of the day. This is from A.B. Simpson. He says, Fear is born of Satan. And if we would only take time to think a moment, we would see that everything Satan says is founded upon falsehood. And it's true. It, fear is deception. Fear yeah. is a lie. And it, what fear <clears throat> is, is it's not seeing the whole picture. Fear reduces your perspective to something very small, whether it's a, a moment of time um, and you're not seeing you know, all of time or farther out uh, or... Uh, one circumstance or one thought and, and it and it just twists your mind, it twists your emotions and it causes you to live in this, it, it's really an alternate reality uh, that a Christian should and can be living in and we all struggle with it and, I, and I'm not saying that, um, you know, we should as Christians walk around, you know, just with that fake, uh, you know, I was gonna say this is terrible. I was gonna say mega church grin. I I don't want to grind an axe against mega churches, but you know, that Disney grin, you know, that yeah. Disney all tooth smile. I'm not saying we should be fake. Um, I, I think that the gospel tempers uh toxic emotions. For example, if you struggle with paralyzing fear, if you gospel it, you might end up worrying some. Yeah. But you don't end up
1: in despondency. In
0: despondency, something. right. That that kind of an idea. Um, so
1: Uh, you know, clearly though, fear has been a a big thing in the, in the quarantine. Well, and fear can lead to different things, right? You know, um, conspiracies, (laughs) it can lead, it can lead to looking at all the things that are going around you and trying to find the root cause of it and trying to be the, the one who untruths all the, whatever, discovers all the lies and, reveals the great wickedness that's at hand you know we're afraid of losing our freedoms our rights our liberties and so what, what do we do we we fight we 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 pursue action based on fear rather than faith uh and we've seen a lot of that with everything going on and honestly social social media is a breeding ground for that fear My testimony in the midst of this, or part of my testimony in the midst of all of this, the days that I have felt the lowest, the days that I have felt the most down and out, are the days I spent the most time on social media.
0: Yeah, or just trying to chase down the latest perspective on the virus, where it came from, how long it's going to last, how deadly it is. Uh, You know, same. And and I think the thing about social media— Uh, As far as a post, you know, being on the posting side of it too, is we used to have time as a filter for our thoughts. Yeah. Uh, You meditate on something, you think about it, and then when it finally comes out, it it might have been days or Mm -hmm. uh, weeks before you even had an opportunity to share that thought in a group or in a conversation with someone. Now, the moment you have the thought, the anger, the frustration. Yeah. yeah, you react. Just grab your phone or get on your computer. Tut, 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 thumb it up. <laughs> yeah. Boom, and it, it, it's that's the dark side of yeah. social media. And and I, you know, how many? If if we did a, if we had the ability to track these metrics, what percentage of posts that you're seeing come from that
1: reactionary box yeah. in a person's heart? Yeah, I, I would say it's probably a very high percentage. You know, I, I've been studying through the Book of James. And James in the first chapter tells us be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. We need to not be reactionary, we need to be thoughtful. And so one of the ways you do that is don't respond right away. And if you respond, dialogue, don't react. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you there's various things on social media that can tell you why we're an emotionally driven reactionary society. Like, clues to that. You might think, no, I'm having dialogue. The majority of posts that I see nowadays are actually not original thoughts. They're shares, retweets, mm-hmm. um, likes, that kind of thing. Ver- and you can you can apply that to me. Most of the things that I post or tweet or share, I'm actually re retweeting, regramming uh sharing and, and this is all language you should be familiar with if you have a social media account yeah. but um the majority of my twitter which is the place i engage the most on social media is retweets and likes and lately it's been liverpool <laughs> and and uh, you know a healthy dose a dose of good preachers that i follow as well um I, I very rarely tweet something out that is like a thought from me hmm. and what is that those are reactions now i'm not saying they're all wrong It's not wrong to like a post or retweet it, but let's think about it. You know, take a second, take a breath, and think, am I reacting to something? Am Mm. I using this as a mic drop type of moment? Right. This is an argument ender. I'm going to prove my point. Boom. Right. Nailed it. Yeah. And you didn't even come up with the post. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It
0: requires restraint. It requires a fruit of the Spirit. It does. Um, here's a text for us to chew on in light of fear and conspiracy. This is from Isaiah 8. The prophet is in the context of talking about the coming Assyrian invasion. And a lot of God's people were giving more, uh, you might say, giving more uh, relevance to the threat of the Assyrians than relevance to who God was. And that bothered God. And here's what he said through the prophet. For the Lord spoke thus to me with his strong hand upon me, says Isaiah, and warned me not to walk in the way of this people, saying, Do not call a conspiracy all that this people calls a conspiracy. Do not fear what they fear, nor be in dread. But the Lord of hosts, him you shall honor as holy. Him, let him be your fear. Let him be your dread. Then he will become a sanctuary and a stone of offense and a rock of stumbling to both houses of Israel, a trap and a snare. So the idea is when finally the fear of the Lord, and by that, I'm not talking about that fear that repulses you, you know, if you're afraid of something, some a lot of times it repulses you, you run from it. This kind of fear, uh, if you look at the Hebrew, and... The definition of the, that word that's used—it speaks of reverence and awe. So it's a kind of fear that draws you in, like a moth to a flame. Like, ooh, you know, you go, you go toward it. Uh, God's saying, when you fear me in that way, you know, when, when who I am and what I've done, when my gospel is that true in your heart, then the Lord shall become a sanctuary. If the Lord is not a sanctuary to you, we gotta, we gotta wonder sometimes if He has his rightful place in our thoughts. Does he have preeminence? Does his word and his gospel have preeminence in our thoughts and our minds? Or have we given fear to conspiracy? That word is used in his very text. They were struggling with the same thing. They just didn't have social media. But you had everybody running around, listening to everybody else going, it's conspiracy. You need to be afraid. This is going to happen. And that's going to happen. Speculating. And everybody's afraid. And everybody's worked up. And in doing so, they lost their confidence. They lost their rest their peace and the Lord is calling them back. And he's calling us back today to part with the foolishness and, and sometimes the, uh, the futility of endless discussions and arguments about conspiracy and, and all this stuff. And to bring us back to being more consumed with the gospel, more our emotions and our minds and our thoughts, thinking ourselves to fearlessness by remembering the gospel. Um, To me, that's the answer. It always will be the answer. And sometimes, like you said, you actually have to part with the other conversations to get to the gospel conversation, the gospel thoughts in your head.
1: Yeah, you know, this is going to be a lot to unpack in one minute. I'm somebody who struggles at times with giving ear to conspiracies, There you got it. Caleb is a conspiracy theorist. (laughs) No, I I enjoy listening to, actually enjoy listening to some of these conspiracies. I've spent way too much time on YouTube, way too much time, uh, you know, with podcasts and things like that, listening to conspiracies. Now, I try not to engage as much now as I did in years past, because what I found is it drove my heart to fear. Uh, And the reason why is because you start to have a lower view of God's sovereignty, you really do. And so you have to you have to take these things and and turn them over to God and trust his plan, trust his sovereignty, that he's in control, and that he knows what is best and has planned what is going on, or at least allowed what is going on for his glory and our good. He has ordained what is happening. So I'm not saying that the government might not have an alternative ulterior motive with the, with the virus. I'm not saying that, you know, here's, a, here's an out there one. I'm not saying that Adolf Hitler didn't survive World War II. But if I dwell on those things, and I make that the primary focus of my life, and that's all I talk about, that's all I read, that's all I ingest, it is damaging to my faith. I need to behold the gospel, I need to trust in God's sovereignty, because those kind of things sow nothing but discord and fear. And I've seen people that I love and, and respect um, get lost in the midst of conspiracies and fear and, and be driven far from the things of God because they put their hopes in, what can I do about this? And and that consumed their lives. I I do believe that we live in a great country with freedoms and rights and liberties, and maybe there are dark forces at work to remove and strip away those very things, but you know, at the end of the day, my allegiance is to God primarily, and so therefore, if in God's great plan, in His sovereign plan, it involves the stripping away of freedoms and rights that I hold dear, then glory be to God, let Him have His will, let Him have His way, I'm going to continue to lift my eyes to him and not to um, the circumstances around me. I I just can't be drawn into it. And I have a proclivity to be drawn into it. Mm. So I have to continually remind myself of the gospel, continually remind myself that it's God in whom I trust, not the president not mm-hmm. the not the the government powers that be not the freedoms that I have as good and great as some of those things are, they are flawed in comparison mm-hmm. to God, and what did Christ do when he came to this earth? He laid aside his rights mm. he laid aside his rights to save me and to save you and save others mm-hmm. who might believe it be listening and believe the gospel, and so I have to put my faith there. I have to trust in god amen. Amen. You said it all. Let's pray.
0: Father, we thank you that you are greater than our hearts, as it says in James. Um, you are greater than kings and even wicked agendas and plotting and scheming, as it says in Psalm 2. You laugh. Help us, Lord, to have a grasp of sovereignty in a way that affects our hearts, in a way that brings rest to our hearts. Lord, that you shall be our fear and you shall be our dread. We shall regard you as holy. We shall fear you and let that fear swallow up every other fear that we have and help us to walk and move in the confidence of the gospel. I pray, Lord, in particular for those, Lord, who are listening, who, Lord, have very recently been just really afflicted by fear. Uh, whether it's related to anything we talked about or not, I just pray that you'd set them free and let it not have mastery over them, but let them through Christ master it, for sin shall not be our master, or the effects of sin shall not be our master, for we are not under law, we are under grace. And we thank you for your power at work, the power of the cross at work in us who believe. And thank you for this time, in Jesus' name, amen. Till next time, remember that Jesus is enough. Crucified. i